Knowledge is power, community is strength, and positive attitude is everything. My name is Andrea, and this is Adult Child. Welcome back to Adult Child, where we take a deep dive into the impact of growing up in a dysfunctional family. Ahoy, shit shows. Shit show nation. For any new listeners, I'm Andrea. And buckle up, folks. Okay? We, we got a good one coming today. We are diving deep into community, the importance of community in our healing journey. So this past weekend, we had our second shit show retreat. A bunch of us shit shows met in Austin. Uh, we got an Airbnb and we had a damn good time. We went kayaking. We ate a lot of amazing food. We played games. We danced and we laughed our asses off like so much laughter. And for me, there's nothing better than, you know, hysterically laughing with, with your peeps, with the people who, you know, get you, who have similar sense of humor as you, the laughs where you just can't stop laughing. I wish I could bottle that feeling up. It's, it's the best. So one of the things that I had them do and I recorded it was I asked them to share about how being part of this community has impacted their lives. Being part of a community, in my opinion, is so damn important. As I often share, we heal through relationships, healthy relationships, relationships where we feel seen, heard, validated, understood. We need people in our lives who understand, who get us, who know exactly how we feel, who won't judge us because it, it takes away some of the shame and it, it somehow makes healing seem a little less daunting and a little more attainable. It's also so damn important to have fun. You know, one of the characteristics in Janet Wotitz's book, Adult Children of Alcoholics, is adult children have a difficult time having fun. Now that's never been applicable to me, but I know that it is applicable to a lot of adult children who were not allowed to have fun when they were kids. And so learning how to have fun is also such an important aspect of healing. For me, being part of a community, I think it has been the most important aspect of my healing journey, especially in light of my my childhood, my past, where essentially at the age of 12, I was rejected by all of my peers and became the girl that nobody wanted to be friends with, uh, no one was allowed to be friends with. Being part of, of this community, I feel so seen, I feel so heard, I feel so validated. And I just think the relationships that we cultivate that are connected through this shared pain and this shared desire to, to change and heal and grow, it is absolutely priceless. And I feel so incredibly grateful to have all these amazing souls in my life. And so there's one additional detail about this past weekend. We had a very, very special dinner guest. Are you ready for this? We had the man, the myth, the legend, Brian number one. Yes, Brian number one 
came over for dinner. You're going to get to hear all about this. And um, I think that this is the, the rawest I've ever been on the podcast. So first, I'm going to tell you all about that. And then y'all are going to get to hear from the other shit shows about how this community has aided in their recovery journey. So as always, give me a damn follow on the Insta on TikTok at Adult Child Pod. And as always, give me a damn five star rating on Apple, on Spotify. Thank you so much. All right, guys. So I was not planning on sitting down to record right now. <laughs> but the feelings are coming up and I wanna and I wanna say this while they're here and I don't know what's gonna come out right now. But here it goes. You know, initially when I was planning on, you know, sharing this story about Brian number one showing up to the retreat, initially I was planning on including, you know, the, the, the portion of episode number one where, where I tell that story, you know, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't seem appropriate. Like, it just doesn't seem appropriate. And I'm planning on telling this story like it's this, I don't know, like this epic, um, almost like humorous story. Like, can you believe it? But the reality of the situation is that there's no, there's nothing funny about this, like, at all. <sighs> there's nothing funny about this at all, and... Oh, oh, this is just such a tragic disease. Like, alcoholism is such a fucking tragic disease. <sighs> so, if you haven't listened to the tale of two Bryans... I highly recommend that you go back and you listen to the very first episode. So, um, so it was January of 2022 when I received a message on Instagram from Brian number one. And, um, I guess it had been, I don't know, like five or six years since I had heard from him and I've shared about this on other episodes. I can't remember exactly like the wording of it, but it was along the lines of, um, you know, hi, like I've been following what you've been doing and I think it's incredible. And I just want to let you know that since we were together or since I've last seen you that I've been to treatment twice and alcoholism, you know, is the reason that I could not be with you. I remember you said your message is strong, uh, connective, and truthful, and you have helped many people, including me. So thank you, and I wish you the best. And that was set, it was actually on my birthday. I remember it was on my birthday. That was such a, you know, a powerful message for me to receive. And it was interesting hearing some people's reaction to that when I told them that that's what he, that I had received this message. And some people were like, oh, like what a jerk or like that's lame or whatever. But to me, it was, thought it was like a beautiful message. And I knew that it was like genuine. Oops, sorry for the ding ding, the outlook ding ding. Uh, I knew it was genuine. And 
it was really helpful for me to receive that because even though I knew that he, you know, was an alcoholic and consciously that is why he ghosted me, he pulled a Casper, there was still a part of me, my inner child, the, the little girl inside of me that felt like it was because I was not enough. And I'm sure that so many of you can can relate to this. You know, it's like you consciously know that it has absolutely nothing to do with you, but still that wounded part of us believes that it's because we're not good enough. And receiving that message from him really helped me to, to have that sink in more. Like my inner child was able to accept that it had nothing to do with me. So after he sent me that message, I send him a message every so often, just like little things, and he would never respond. <laughs> but I like kept trying every few months because I was just genuinely interested and wanted to connect. And then finally, I sent him one message where I still have this speaker that he gave me for my birthday, this like portable speaker. And so one day I sent him, it was probably... I don't know, four months ago, I sent him a picture of this speaker and I was like, do you remember giving this to me? And he finally replied. And I told him that I'd really like to talk to him and just catch up. And so we eventually did talk on the phone about, I don't know, it was like two months ago. We talked on the phone for a while and, you know, he, I'm not going to get into the details of what is going on like with him, what I said in that conversation. But what he expressed to me was that, you know, he had been to treatment several times uh, and he was still, you know, struggling with, with alcoholism. And so he also told me that he had moved to Austin. So the, here I go, I planned this retreat to Austin and it was, I got there on Wednesday and then I just like had the idea of, hey, let's reach out to Brian number one. Like this could be really epic. <laughs> so I, I reached out to him. He So he had heard the episode. So he listened to the first episode. He told me when we had the, talked on the phone that he had heard, that was the only uh, episode that he listened to, that he had listened to it and was not offended. Like everything I said in it was accurate. And I guess he had a friend listen to it with him. And what his friend said to him was, well, at least you sound like the better one out of the two Bryans. Like, you you sound like the better Brian. <laughs> but he was only around for one month, whereas um, Brian number two was around for six months. And the difference between the two as well was that, you know, Brian number one, he drank every time that we were together, but he never really got... He never appeared to be visibly intoxicated, whereas Brian number two didn't drink every time that we were together, but when he did, it was an absolute nightmare. So I reach out to him and let him know that I'm in Austin for this retreat for my community. And we ended up chatting and I said, you should come over if you want to. We're having dinner on, on Friday night. And he, never in a million years did I think that he would agree to that. And he said that he would. And I was, I don't know, 75, 85% sure that he would not show up. And so, because he is the, you know, Mr. Mr. Ghoster. 
<laughs> Mr. Casper. And so chances were very slim, in my opinion, that he was actually going to show up. But he did. And how fucking brave of him, y'all. Can we please acknowledge how brave of him to show up knowing that everyone there knows who he is. Uh, He is the (laughs) Brian number one. They've heard the story. And these are people who he knows deeply care about me and are deeply protective of me. And I just think that that's so brave of him to actually show up. And I told him, I said, everyone will be nice to you. And so we came and he had dinner with us and uh, he played games with us. He was not screwed up. He was not like super fucked up. And it was really nice. You know, it was like this really crazy kind of full circle moment where I was just thinking about how in when he ghosted me, when I was in the midst of that just excruciating pain that never in a million fucking years would I expect that however many years later I would create this podcast, that I would then create this community and have create this community that would actually have like retreats like sleepaway like sleepaway camp (laughs) retreats and that the brian number one would show up at the damn uh retreat come on guys I, i said in the community i'm like in what other community would this happen to but i just think the fact that he showed up just takes a lot of balls and everyone at the retreat they you know, they said that he could tell that he, he's a good person at his core. You know, he's a good person at his core. And I know that too. And I don't harbor any resentment towards him. Um, I am so incredibly grateful for the role that he has played in my life. He played such an instrumental role in my life and helping me to hit my adult child bottom and to help me create this podcast and, you know, reach thousands and thousands of people. And I, it's so, so, so clear to me that we, you know, he was put in my life for a divinely inspired reason. And so after we've had subsequent conversations, like after that night, him and I talked and I was extremely blunt with him, his situation. And, you know, I know that I know that he was put into my life for a reason. And I just, I really hope that I was put into his life for a reason too, because he is at his core. He is a really amazing person. He is someone that I, I deeply care for. Um, he is somebody that I, I know that he deeply cares for me And it just makes me so sad. Like today I found out that if you remember Lucy, my boarding school roommate, I just saw on on social media today that she found her her fiance last Thursday overdosed and died on fentanyl. She found him dead and just, oh, it's just like very, like, 
bittersweet, this full circle moment, but it's also, it's just, it's beautiful, but it's just so heavy. It's so heavy. It's just really fucking heavy. And I just want nothing but the best for him and for him to be happy and free because I know how he feels because I've fucking been there. I've fucking been there. <laughs> and one of the things that he said to me when we talked was that <laughs> just that I'm, you know, one person that I can be completely honest with. And he told me, he said, <sighs> he says, you make it okay for people to be themselves. <sighs> He said, you give people permission to be themselves. And so it's just, what a crazy ride this has been. What a fucking crazy ride this has been. And I just ask that you keep him in your prayers. Because he's a good person. And this is just, as I said, this is such a horrible, horrible disease. <sighs> wow. <laughs> it feels good to cry. As you guys know, it's like stuffed up, stopped up. But I just really feel it, you know. I really feel it. And my heart really goes out to him. And... This has just been such a strange yet beautiful experience. And I don't know. Who the fuck knows what else is going to happen? <laughs> Brian number two. I haven't talked to him in a while, but he's not sober as well. Um, I probably would not invite him to to a retreat dinner. <laughs> Sorry, Brian number two. I don't think he listens. Um, so, so there's that. Community can mean multiple things to me. Community is whether it be in real life or online friends and, and what community means to me right now has been everything about connection. Connecting to people with so much trauma and so much history of not being heard, listened to, or believed. The community that I belong to is something that is so far bigger than what I am. And what it means to me is it's about that connective, that connection to divine people, spiritual people, and people who are hurt, who are looking to be healed also. But that community, like I said, is, is bigger than all of us. We're just find, trying to find our way. And I know I found my way in, a small, in this small community. And to have a, be able to have a part in all that is, uh, is soul healing. And be able to have that mindfulness to be able to call upon friends that once I never knew that's on the other side of the United States or world and they're there to listen to hold space 
and to actually believe and help me see the person who I really am. Because many times I'm lost. I just need a little help. And that's what this community does for me. So before this community, I thought I, I came from a home where it was every man out for themselves. Um, it's not, sorry, it's not the, the mic side down, right? You're good, sorry. Starting over. I came from a home where it was every man was out for themselves. So I didn't know the importance of community. I really thought that I was supposed to do my life alone. When I needed my family, I was either shamed or told I was wrong. And it wasn't until now that I'm with people that understand, people that are like me, people that make it okay for me to heal, where I'm safe to heal. It's changed my life and it's made me brave enough to take major steps in the hopes that I can improve it because I know I have everybody behind me supporting me and I don't have to do it alone. It's meant the world to me. So for me, I've been on a journey for a really long time and searching in lots of different places and all the places added something, but it wasn't until I came upon Andrea's podcast that I actually learned the vocabulary to describe what was wrong with me. And um, every sociological study of well-being, whether it's happiness, long life, sense of well-being, purpose, the significant factor is the people who have the best quality of life and the best well-being are in a community. And sometimes when you're the misfit toy, it's hard to find the right toy box <laughs> with all your friends. And so we kind of all speak the same language and there's an ability to be vulnerable. Um, so many times when I've been vulnerable in the past, my vulnerability has been weaponized. And here we can be vulnerable without being shamed and with getting support, a gentle reframing if we're going off the rails. Um, and just like really beautiful people who are in all stages of their healing process. And we get to learn from every single one of them. And I've really grown since September, since I joined the community. And I appreciate everyone who's shared something that's connected with me. And I also hope that I have been someone who has shared something that connected with someone else. Recovery takes everything possible in your life, everything in your body, every cell, every ounce of energy going through it. And when you go through the rooms in whether it be an outpatient program, inpatient or 12 step, I've been outpatient. I've been in 12 step ACA for almost nine years. And those rooms saved my life.
But I still had no life because I didn't have a community. And even though I, like, I did some fellowship, you know, in those rooms, it's totally different when it's a true community where you laugh. It's not just, you know, yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying laughter while I'm crying, which is, of course, a shit show thing to do. But it's like, in the rooms, it's beautiful, don't get me wrong. Like, you share your stuff, even on, like, the Zooms and stuff, you share your stuff. But, like, what's different about this and I love you so much, Andrea. I'm so proud of you. You always have my fucking support, girl. Because we laugh, we get to play, we get to have fun. And we weren't allowed to do that or we paid a price for it. Or there was no way it could happen because we were so worried about what was going on around us. And to like be at this retreat and hear like hours of uncontrollable laughter where it's it's even more vulnerable for us to to experience joy that's way more vulnerable for me than pain than even sadness than anger than any of them but like joy and peace and my nervous system is totally safe here a hundred percent safe and that you can't trade that for anything in the fucking world and there's no way you can heal without that I wouldn't even be here. You know, books are great. Podcasts are great, right? Therapy, all that stuff, medicine, whatever you need. But like, when you know you're not fucking alone and someone gets you, like even being here, I fucking know Andrew gets me. I'm like a whole nother level and we always got each other, but like fucking deep. And that's God and that's, a power greater than us that that did this. So without it, you can choose to not have community and that doesn't mean you won't get better. You'll survive, but will you really have joy in that in your life? And I want that because we all deserve that. I think I have two parts of community one is this and then one is uh, from the time that I spent in Spain with uh, these people that I hiked with for um, 30 days 32 days Um, people like Petra who was dealing with someone that her a good friend of hers that had died from cancer and uh, uh, Stuart whose father had passed away Olaf who kind of was coaching me and my gear and stuff and um, Catherine the Great for reminding me how important the world is for that she was backpacking around it with her boyfriend for eight months and then um, Jerry from Brisbane who uh, his sister had passed away from brain cancer and um, when I went to Spain uh, Del from this community had done a podcast with Andrea that reminded me about why I was leaving my job to reset. And um, she was super helpful in getting me set up with a couple apps and logistics. And then as far as this community, um, there was someone that's very dear to me um, that had spent a lot of time with me and listened to me a lot when I had gotten 
lost my job and I had kind of spun out out of control for about three weeks and and I knew that the right thing for me to do was to go to Spain to reset and um, I think I've carried a lot of stones for 30 40 years and and um, my time over in Spain was representative of letting all that go but I wouldn't have begun to recognize my potential about beginning again had it not been for this community. And um, I'm very, very thankful for that. Um, so I haven't been, you know, part of this group terribly long and I haven't you know participated in a whole lot of things um but community I think is important um because we spend so much time feeling alone and like we're the only ones going through the things that we're going through um and just having other people having a community that has had similar experiences not even it doesn't have to be the same but you know, something that you can just relate to, it makes you feel uh, less alone and less like, like, you know, not like you're the crazy one. Um, And so I think it's how a lot of people with physical illnesses, when you just don't feel good and you don't know what's wrong and being diagnosed with something, it just makes you feel better. Even if it's, you know, cancer or something like they're telling you you're going to die, you know, but at least you have a word to put to it and so you can at least begin to treat it or do something about it um a community can help you identify those things and what your illnesses are basically and the things that are wrong and just putting names to those things um so you can start treating them but one thing that happened a couple weeks ago a member of our community shared about an experience she had as a child. And I didn't anticipate my response, but I was, I was just utterly crushed, mm-hmm. broken. Um, and at the end of our, our group meeting, my first response was just being in a state of horror. My second was to run away. And I, I skipped... Um, I I didn't attend two meetings in a row, but this whole thing keeps blowing my mind because I keep getting what I need, not knowing what I need. One, I see my therapist once a month, maybe if I'm lucky, twice, I'm in an HMO, but she had had a cancellation that day Mm. and um, I was able to get in. So I want to share a bit about what I, I learned from that experience. I thought that I was reacting because of my own past experience. Okay, part of that was true, but I was able to use mindfulness, a skill. I was able to use, go to a resource, uh, my therapist, and I realized that my, it didn't throw me deeper into my, my own memories, but what I realized, the f- intense feeling of just woe and sadness and pain, 
I felt it for the person who was sharing. And one of the things about myself, and, I, and I've mentioned this before, I'm, I'm like the queen of woo. You know, just just give it to me. I just, I just... Woo it up. Woo it up, baby. Woo it up. I'm, I'm, I do. And, but the other thing I've been working on with my therapist for several years now is my intense feelings. And acknowledging it, giving it a name, that I'm an empath. Uh, and all these, like many of you, I know that to be true, our MO is we're helpful, we're loving, we want things to be right, we want them to be balanced. Uh, I think probably everyone in this community is some degree um, of an empath. So that realization led me to another level of work. And I've since read two books on empaths. This time, I think her name is Judy Dyer. Uh, this time, she, her approach was to talk about it through energy force. I can receive energy, negative, positive, whatever. That made sense to me. And I was able to look back at my childhood, at my past life, and th that I just took on without understanding I anything, everything. You know, uh, a hurricane, a, a tsunami in um, Thailand. I mean, I just, I die. I just die. So this book, or these books helped me uh, a great deal in coming to acceptance of that as an, as an element of my being and, and not a weakness. Mm. Um, I read Lisa Romano's, I got her book and I started reading it. Oh my, my God, my God, God, my God. Her experiences, our lives are utterly separate in terms of events, but her feeling and the effect of being an adult child on her was exactly the same as mine. And I thought about this group. Connection is hard for me. And so this group is a real mind milestone for me to show up. And I thought about my own life and, and things she said about herself. I thought about things that you all um, have shared. And there is, I believe that all things work to reward good. There is a lesson that I've learned in this group is the things that we are struggling with at our core are universal. Uh, they're not particular to me because of alcoholic parents or whatever. They're universal. And then that leads me to one thing I have come to terms with and understand being a member of this group is that saying, and I, and I can feel it more in a more real way now, that we're all spiritual beings having a physical mm. experience. Mm -hmm. And the goal is to learn. And the goal is to for me to balance the, 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 my life experience with my um, spiritual experience. So I thought about that event, that trigger in the meeting. And okay, so what were, and I'm, I'm using the word victory. I'm, I'm counting my victories now just as much as I still dance. Uh, and a victory from that was one, I was able to distinguish between me being a complete failure and triggered at any moment 
and my compassion and deep, deep empathy for another person. All things work toward good. And the person who shared, that took courage for her to be that vulnerable. Her, vulner her willingness to show her vulnerability to me is a step in her healing. That's a measure of her, her growth. And then I was reading in my devotion about being a, like a, a, a tool of God, a tool of good uh, in the world. And, and I know as a teacher for so long, I chose, I chose that, that, that um, way of being. But the person who shared one, from my point of view, it was a victory for her, a measure of her growth and her bravery. And what she did for me, it was a blessing. What shocked me, I was able to see it from another perspective. It's not about my failure. Mm. It's another aspect of my, my growth and my healing. And I am grateful to that community member for her vulnerability mm. and her, we her willingness to share so openly mm. and how much uh, it, it, help it helped me. Being a member of this community is, has been just life-changing. Mm -hmm. And the hardness, I've heard some people share that it's hard. This work is absolutely and utterly hard. I mean, some days I don't know whether I'm coming or going, but I do know one thing after where I am now in my growth and my healing, I'm no longer trapped on what I call the hamster wheel of rumination, where I just go over over mm. and over and over the things that have happened to me. So I'm, yeah, I, I, I agree, Abby. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm off that wheel and, I, and I'm on a tra trajectory. And then here's the last thing I want to share. Okay, this work is hard and there are days when I think I'm having setbacks, but it's the pain of growth. It's hard. I think of the fact that I have, 90 billion neurons that were pretty much, many of them fixed by the time I was five years old. I'm now 74. Well, hell yeah, it's hard. I've got a lot of work, but here's the plus. All this work that I'm doing and the difficulty, I have victory every single moment I attend this group, mm. every single moment I become mindful about what I hear, every single moment I utilize a resource. It is, I, I, I look at my growth moment by moment now, and in those moments are victories. The fact that I'm speaking to you, it's a victory for me. And this moment, I know it's a moment in time in our earthly mind but the change I've made, I believe, is eternal. I will not choose to drink myself to death, to shit in adult diapers, to just drink every single day to, mm. to, for the only sole purpose of blacking out. That me, that me is gone. So I just love you all so much because when you speak, you're blessing me. 
when you speak, you're giving me riches and resources that I can choose from and utilize. And when you speak as hard as it is and as hard as your circumstances, it at that time is a victory. Victory, we have victories. And my victory, if this is hard, but you know what? My victory is guaranteed. Hmm. How, how can I not keep doing this work? I'll tell my therapist, so hard, I can't do it. And then, I'll, and then immediately I say, but I'm not stopping. I am not quitting. The rewards have been so great. And um, like the, the gentleman who was just speaking, it is like being in a mystery. Mm. It's, I, I can't, I can't outline it. I can't spell it, but I, I know it's happening. I know it has happened. I know I am succeeding as you all in this very moment, you are succeeding. I hope what I've shared becomes in some small measure, a blessing that I give to you as you give to me. I, I love this group. I just have never experienced anything like this in my life. And my life has been, I counted it as 70 years of utter, utter misery. But, but we, our win is guaranteed. Be mindful, be hopeful, be grateful. I stop there. Well, that wraps up today's episode. As always, I hope you heard something that can help you on your healing journey. As always, I know you did. As always, if you did not, get some damn help. Uh, thank you to to Andrea and to all of the all of the sh the shitties, the shit show peeps. So it's late, and I need to I need to finish editing this. So that's all you're getting from me today, folks. I love you all very, very much. And I will see you next week for another fucking amazing episode of Adult Child. It's going to be super raw, super vulnerable, super excited for y'all to hear it. It's going to be a goodie, I promise. <laughs>